0: Hey Humans! How's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thank you for listening to Hey Human Podcast. On this episode, I have a great conversation with Sean, and Sean is writing a book about uh, a man's view of uh, women as far as sex and intimacy is concerned. So he was married and for a long time and got divorced, and as he puts it, the relationship lacked a an intimacy and a connection that was necessary in order to keep moving forward into the the marriage. And, um, so they, they ended the marriage and then through a series of relationships that he had post marriage, um, he learned a lot, he says about, uh, women and again, intimacy and sex. He decided he wanted to be a master of these things. So he went on a quest and now he's writing down everything he learned for both men and women to learn something about perhaps themselves and or their partner. And uh I asked him actually would this would this book be good even for same-sex relationships and uh he thought yes because the 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 root of what it's saying is stands across gender it doesn't, you know and sexuality so that being said i hope you enjoy this conversation and the usual stuff don't forget heyhumanpodcast.com has all the links um, from all the episodes of things we talk about and interesting stuff that i think you might want to see <clears throat> excuse me you can reach me at susan at com. and i teased sean during this conversation i said well you might be getting a few uh, uh inquiries as to dating you. So if if that, if you're interested in Sean, you can send me an email and I'll get that to him. Uh the book is is not out yet, by the way. He's he's writing it now. So when he finishes the book, I'm going to have him on again. But I really I thought it was so interesting when he was telling me about it. I thought come on the show and and talk about it cuz it's just such a cool topic, I think. Um anyway, so back to the usual stuff. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Hey Human Podcast, and um, already said the Hey so you got that. And please, if you can, rate and review Hey Human on iTunes. It's super helpful. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, some of you have already been posting reviews up there, and I, it's great. Thank you. Keep doing that. Um, if you have a Google phone, you can download the Podbean app. And you can listen to Hey Human on there. And of course, your iPhone has the podcast app already. So, and it's out there on Blur, uh, Blueberry, um, all sorts of places. So podcasty places. Check it out. Thank you for listening. And here we go. Hi, Sean.
1: Hello. Welcome
0: to Hey Human.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thanks for being here. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, we are here to talk about a book you're writing. But not just any book. Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) What is your book about?
1: Um, Well, my book is about an experience that I've gone through over the last few years. Um, And in an effort to not make it seem like it was a conquest, it was a, a book inspired by going through a marriage that suffered what I've discovered a lot of marriages suffer, which is lack of chemistry, sexual struggles, issues, things like that. And um, so when I found myself at the end of this relationship, I decided that of all the things that cause relationships to end, and there are many of them, um, this would not be one that was going to be my struggle ever again. You know, whether it was finance or religion or kids or all those kind of things that people find themselves at a crossroads... I think chemistry and maybe sexual compatibility, I don't know, whatever it might be. Um, I felt like it, that was one that I could tackle all on my own. You know, I can come up with my own opinion about whether we should have kids or not, or whether we believe in God or not, or whether we should have debt or not, you know, but the other person has a lot of say in that. And I felt like on the sexual compatibility side, I could be fully informed and fully knowledgeable, and that would work well for both of us.
0: But it doesn't.
1: I mean, when you're fully informed, then the...
0: Wait, wait. What do you mean by fully informed? About
1: what? Just about the understanding of chemistry and compatibility oh, and all that. Okay. You know, so I can not- have a wealth of knowledge and share it, and that doesn't seem to be as much of a struggle. Because I think the struggle for relationships usually is, is lacking that. You know, no one's lacking in conversation about finance, really. It's just a matter of... scared to talk
0: about sex. Yeah,
1: you know, like, you think finance should be one way and I think it should be another. But we're both probably speaking from a place of experience and knowledge or religion or whatever. But when it comes to, like, sex and sexual compatibility and chemistry, I don't know that anyone's speaking from a place of knowledge. Right. And that's what I wanted to change. I think people are just either hopeful... Or fearful.
0: That think, hopeful things will change. Fearful they'll never change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, I think it's the one big pillar of relationships that it doesn't, it's it's taboo for whatever reason. For You know, that's a cliche word. But, and then it creates a scenario. I mean, imagine a world where we talked about everything but money, you know, and that seems odd. But to me at this point, now that I've educated myself on it so much that I'm so comfortable kind of understanding it. It seems as odd. Both. Uh, They seem like as comfortable a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And so it seems as odd to have one be an issue as another one would be. One as simple as finance. Seems as odd to me that we're not as comfortable with finance as we are with talking about sex with our partner.
0: Right.
1: I'm not even looking beyond that. You know, beyond that is another process. But just between two people, it should be as comfortable to talk about why the hell did you buy this as why did you not do this last night? Right. It should be that comfortable between me and my partner.
0: Right. Sure. And it's not. No.
1: I mean, I feel like it's not.
0: Well, I think vulnerability. If you don't have vulnerability in a relationship, you're there's, you're already fighting an uphill battle, right? And sexuality is super vulnerable. So yeah, makes for sense. sure. So you're going to write a whole book about how not to not be that way.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I wanted to write a book about how I learned... Well, I mean, I guess, the w- in my opinion, the way that I've learned how to understand my role and my um, place in sexual attraction is by understanding how women see that process. You know, that way I'm not making assumptions about things without understanding what they're actually thinking.
0: Well, how do you understand how a woman is thinking as a man? How did you go about that?
1: I mean, I asked. Yeah. I listened. um, And I read. I read things by um, people who were sex therapists or doctors, stuff like that, that were very, I would say, um, kind of academic and technical and um, kind of prescribed process. And then, you know, I just... Everything from... I mean, even The Bachelor. The Bachelor is a template for the woman's mind in one category. Sure. You know? And so if you don't recognize that, (coughs) you're missing an opportunity to, to, I mean, obviously take advantage of it. Yeah. I used to think I was going to write this book that was, it was going to be, let's say it's 100 pages. And this side was 50 pages of Why the Bachelor or Bachelorette Ruined My Marriage. And then if you flipped it over, the other side was going to be how to love your wife like The Bachelor. Interesting. You know, so all the things about it, about The Bachelor as a show, to me, it's porn for women. It's just acceptable, you know. It's stimulating the parts of the brain that porn stimulates for men. It's just socially acceptable stuff. Yeah. But it's doing the same thing.
0: Isn't that interesting? Because I've, I've seen a couple of those episodes of The Bachelor. And I think, gosh, this is, it, it seems so fake. Like to me, if you're talking about figuring out your, you know, how you feel about sex or, or looking to something to be the model, talk about faking orgasm. You know what I mean? That that seems like a giant sham. Yeah, but to I, me, I mean, I, I don't know. I just.
1: I, well, I'm, you I know. I get what
0: you're saying. You're saying that people are sold this idea of like. This is falling in love and having chemistry. Because I think they make sure that the people that end up on the last handful of people are pretty sexually compatible, right? Because mm-hmm. they end up always having sex with like seven different people or whatever. Yeah, I haven't
1: but watched it since I was no longer married. But I remember watching it as a married man.
0: So you watched it together with your ex Sometimes, ex-wife. yeah.
1: I can remember how we would, that would be one of the things we would do together, you know. And it was such a, it still is. I still hear women talk about, we got to catch The Bachelor. Even oh, I people I didn't know watch TV People love this. it.
0: No, they love
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I learned... And so this is what I think. This is how I would envision a dysfunctional household in this sense. You have a woman in the bedroom watching The Bachelor and a man in his man cave watching porn. And they're both doing the same exact thing and they're both creating the same harm. And you've got this guy wishing she was acting this way and you've got this woman acting he was act- wish he was acting that way. Right. And one is horribly socially unacceptable and one is sold millions of dollars of advertising every day to get us to watch it more you know and it's an odd mix of two worlds but they're they're equally damaging
0: yeah you know so you spent how long in America and that's
1: not the point but it was what I recognize. that's one of the elements to understanding how women think is that these are the things that are stimulating them to the place where they would want to be like the person in the th- what the guy's doing
0: right
1: what he's watching he's trying to figure out how to get her to do that and she's trying to figure out how to get him to do that and they're not even communicating that to each other
0: yeah it's like the bachelor is the first 20 minutes of the story that they don't show on porn yeah, and then right. the porn is the last 20 minutes that you don't actually get to see that they're doing on the bachelor <laughs> <It's> Totally, <laughs> that's very funny so when you got married, did you not have that chemistry? Did that stuff not fall in line and it got lost along the way? Or do you think it never was there?
1: I think, yeah, I think it was never there. And I think my lack of understanding and just comfortable nature about understanding and exploring and all that. And even dealing with, it didn't exist. You know, I didn't know. And, and I'll say this, I didn't know the mechanics, you know. Right. And I can tell you that I was a very caring, curious responsive guy. So it wasn't like I was in it to like get my busted nut and I'm out. Yeah, I'd never have even felt that way ever, you know? So, so I wanted to understand, but you know, no one was telling me. And if they were, I mean, sorry, if they were, um,
0: You weren't a virgin when you got married. No, no,
1: no, no. But I wasn't somebody who had a strong knowledge of, you know, women, and physically, women mentally, emotionally, all these things. But I cared very much for yeah. them and the people that I had had in my life. And, of course, my ex-wife. I mean, I cared the world for. Sure. You know? Well,
0: when I was in college, we talked about this before when we were talking. Um, when I was in college, I had four roommates. So there were five of us, five women living in this house. And there was one young woman, you know, 20, 21, whatever, And she would just, her boyfriend would spend the night, and she would howl orgasmically. Just howl. But we all, all the girls knew that she she had never had an orgasm. And so, we're like, why are you, that's not helping anyone. Like, (laughs) he thinks he's doing everything right. Right. You're pretending, you you know, and so you're never going to feel what you want to feel. It makes zero sense. But there was no way she was going to talk to him about it. And that's that's so sad to me. That's sad. Uh, yeah, and that most of my friends growing up, probably I don't. Did your parents talk to you about sex?
1: Not that I ever remember. Yeah,
0: so my parents talked to me about <laughs> sex ad nauseum. They were like, "This is how it all works. These are the mechanics. These are the emotions. This is what happens. These are these. This is that." Blah. Like just so much information, and I didn't lose my virginity until I was eighteen. I just I, I knew I knew stuff. I wasn't that intrigued. Whatever. But my girlfriends and guy friends whose parents told them nothing were starting to have sex at 12, 13, 14 years old. So not talking about it is not the good plan, I don't think, personally.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a good plan either. And I would even be scared to be a parent on some level because I would be afraid that someone else would decide that me talking to my own kid about these things is... Somehow against the rules of law and would have people coming and questioning my parenting skills.
0: Yeah. Do you think that? <laughs> I bet that does happen in some cases.
1: I'm sure of it. You know, like yeah. you would have a conversation with your five-year-old daughter that's frank and you know medical young, yeah. or whatever. I mean, if a five-year-old girl... says the word penis is that a bad thing right you know um and so i mean i think some people would decide
0: (laughs) we're so sideways with sex and sexuality it's clear otherwise we wouldn't have human trafficking problems we wouldn't have you know a huge industry of pornography you know we wouldn't Mm. have an epidemic of kids that are just going off the rails abstinence teaching abstinence certainly doesn't work but now we're going into you know Mm -hmm. all this other stuff so let's we could talk about that stuff all day but (laughs) reeling it back so you you got divorced and you said never again now i'm going to figure out
1: never again for that reason
0: right? (laughs) right for that reason yeah yeah exactly so okay so sort of talk us through like how what's the plan for the book how are you
1: um, well, the plan, the process was since I didn't know anything, I figured it's like, okay, well, I need to. There just must be something I'm not doing right, you know.
0: Mechanically, you yeah,
1: mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's the only thing. Because you're, if your if your knowledge of it is deep enough to know that you're not doing something on a on a deeper level than just physically, then it's probably not as much of an issue as you think it is. Right. You know. So I just I didn't even hadn't even come to the place where I understood that the sex organ of the female is the brain. I hadn't even gotten there yet. I just figured it was the things that every guy thinks it is, at, at least when they're confused, you know? So I started there and started to figure out what I wasn't missing or what I wasn't getting. And I would say that at that point, was I older than I am now? 40 or 39 or 40, right in that age range? And I learned things that I did not know that seemed elementary.
0: Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Just that statement that it's in the brain. Explain what you mean by that.
1: Um, I I mean, through the process of understanding the sexual, I would say, the process of heightened awareness and interest for females definitely starts in their mind and then works its way down to the other parts that we think are the parts that are making a difference, you know? Sure. And so, where men, it's it's not in the brain so much, you know? It's in the parts (laughs) that we think it's in. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't... There's not a stimulation in the brain, but that's not the, that's not the origin of it. Right. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, I think that women have a, a different process, you know, it's, um, that's why the bachelor stimulates that stuff. So the women are all different, but it starts there. So whatever it is that you're attracted to, whether it's kindness or masculinity or uh, who knows, I mean, that's the, that's what makes the part about meeting women so interesting is that their minds are all so different, you know, that if you're, if you're willing to not just throw a template over all women and say, well, this is what they respond to, you know, then man, it can be really a fun process of getting to know them, not so much to sleep with them, but just to get to know them, yeah, you know, sure. get to understand how different things, you know, like even when I was saying before, you know, some women will talk about how somebody's hands and their forearms are like the sexiest thing. Somebody's eyes. And women are very attracted to eyes and just the process of what that, like, looking in somebody's eyes does. Yeah,
0: I think that's a trust thing, maybe. You know, yeah. The eyes the windows. And the, soul, the trust but...
1: thing is, is one of those kind of stimulation points, you know? I mean, it doesn't have to be a deep trust, but I think it says, are you even trustworthy? Sure. You know? So... Those are the places where you really see women lock in to opportunity and start to then other layers start to kind of fall. You know, when those those other kind of that's what I was saying, like a woman's sexual stimulation can start two days before she even has sex. I
0: agree with
1: that, you know, and so (laughs) and depending on who that is in your environment or your lifestyle or whatever, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be that someone left you coffee before they went to work. Right. That's step one. Now, if you're guy and you're smart enough to say, for the next two days, I'm going to ramp this woman up, then you really are in control. And and then she, even if she recognizes it, even better, you know? Um. So, so
0: you're not talking a manipulation. You're talking like a, of a course not. synergy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and understanding. A communication. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's not about getting to do something she doesn't want. It's about giving the opportunity to direct her in the place she would love to be
0: you know penguins they uh they bring the male penguins bring female penguins pretty stones for them to <laughs> to feather their nest it's in in order to get in their feathers
1: <laughs> <laughs> get in their feathers. Nice.
0: i'm trying to think like those are all feathers right i'm trying to look at what <laughs> like the front of a penguin i suppose that's a feather i've never been up close to a penguin just in the movies anyway
1: Yeah, so it's understanding the things that that stimulate their mind to think that I might be interested in this. Oh, that makes me feel comfortable. That makes me feel relaxed. That makes me feel sexy. That makes me feel protected. Whatever it is, those things that, you know, pick three that everyone probably dials into.
0: Do you feel like women let... Men even subtly know what it is that turns them on and that attends men a lot of times either don't pick up on that or maybe ignore it or just where do you think it falls short? Um, men and women seem to be running around circles just going oh, what's happening you know in and general
1: yeah, I mean it's hard to say because I I spend a lot of time listening in that sense I don't mean like listening to what you're saying I just mean like listening to the body language, the sure. actions, the all that kind of stuff. I don't know if a lot of people do that. And I, I can't speak for them. I think it misses because you know, if there's an expectation of understanding and impatience, you know? And so yeah, I think like it depends on what stage you are in the in the relationship. I think in the beginning, um I think women do a decent job of probably letting people know, like, what it is they like and don't like. Mm -hmm. I think later on in the relationship, there's less of that that happens uh, and maybe an expectation to either remember or, or figure it out or whatever it may be, you know, and... That's when that communication breakdown starts to happen. Because I think that when you're together for a year or two or five or whatever, it's hard to ask, hey, do you still like this? You know what I mean? And I don't well, think I it do should think be. Why do you
0: think it's hard? Why do you think that is? I mean, I think,
1: I don't, I don't know. That I don't have an answer for. You know, I, I, I don't know why people think that. I don't think you should think that. That's why I that I would throw it in the same... Template as money or faith or kids. You you know you wouldn't ten years into a marriage if your wife came to you and said, "I want to have kids or another kid." You know, this is a conversation you could have, and there wouldn't be an just, expectation yeah. of awkwardness. Yeah. Even she though you,
0: say, I'd like to have multiple orgasms. How do we do that? <laughs> yeah, but I
1: mean, so when and I would one thing about marriage, I think that can happen is there's this notion that marriage solves things or marriage is this thing that creates an environment that this should happen. So if it's not happening before, yeah, maybe why is it, you know, it should be happening with in marriage or who do we, no, no one even knows who to talk to about that point when you're married and you're struggling with this. But yeah, like why can't, why can't, if I have spoken to any women about this, they would say that they don't want to, especially later on in a relationship, if, Either it was never great or it's gone kind of awry, you know? They feel bad about talking about a man's masculinity through his sexual performance for fear that they might deflate him, you know? Sure. And then it might end up being worse.
0: It is tricky. I mean, I've, I've had lovers that have, you know, if you say, hey, I don't like that, they get, you know, offended or if you let's say I bring a toy and they're like well aren't I good enough or you know and I've I've dated those people and, and to have to reassure them like no this is just something I enjoy and you know you don't have to be afraid of it yeah or, or whatnot so it have is, you it's, it's
1: had the opposite experience
0: of people saying hell yeah yeah oh of course yeah, okay. yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and again I think it has to do with how a person man or woman feels about themselves i suppose i mean i know women who've never touched a toy period because you know why they don't they've never even touched their own vagina (laughs) that word is so funny to me (laughs) (laughs) vagina you know and i mean see like i get silly about that word i don't know
1: you get silly because you recognize that other people feel awkward yeah it makes you feel like why is
0: that funny? i don't even get it Exactly not
1: because you feel that way, but right. I, and I recognize that.
0: Well the sexual organs are, have pretty funny names when you get down. I mean arm that's not funny. There's nothing <laughs> funny about arm. <laughs> I mean it and could you're be like lick my arm harder. That doesn't just <laughs> If
1: we could decide tomorrow that these parts were religiously and socially awkward, then it in, would be in no
0: time it would be that you know? <laughs> you know way. It's I mean? really true.
1: We can't speak of our fingers. No one says thumb.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think mean? thumb is on the line. That's close. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> In some ways, yeah, the the awkwardness has been created over time because someone somewhere decided that this wasn't gonna be appropriate.
0: Right. So <laughs> how did you go from the married relationship where the conversation didn't happen, at least it didn't happen to elevate you both to a place where everything yeah. worked the way you, you would have preferred. So then you're out of that relationship, and you begin a new relationship. So now... Or ships. Or ships. <laughs> well, but there's always the first one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so how do you... How did you navigate those waters? How did you go from not even knowing, is it right. me? Is it her? I don't know. And then yeah. you go into this I'll new tell thing. you. I
1: can tell you for a fact how that happened. So there was... <laughs> There was a girl that I slept with was the first one I slept with outside of my marriage. And that was only significant because it was the first one and, it, and my marriage was over at that point, you know. Was I divorced yet? No, but there's were legalities at this point. Yeah. That was uneventful. But then I rekindled by coincidence a friendship that turned into a relationship with a girl from high school when I was back in Chicago. That knew me from high school. had a huge crush on her. And and she was the sister of one of my good friends. But she would never date me or anything, you know. And I remember kissing her at this point later in life, you know. In the car after we'd gone out one night. And everything about it was like I'd never experienced before. Mm -hmm. And it just was his chemistry, you know. That's all I can say. Is that all of a sudden... All the things that I never felt when I was married, they were all there right then. And I even remember saying, well, I waited 20 years for that. You know, it was way worth it. And so somehow that came into my life in the perfect time. And she was probably the perfect person because she was, she was divorced. She had two kids. I knew her family. I knew her background. She was calm and had like patient soul, but yet still energetic, and full of life. You know what I mean? Like, so she still had the energy of a 17-year-old girl that I had a crush on, but she just had the pace, patience and knowledge of a much older woman that had lived life, yeah. you know? And so she accepted where I was and didn't judge it, and, and there was chemistry there. That's the first time I felt chemistry, you know? And at the same time, I was reading these books about mechanics. So I was able to... You know, in an odd way without a lot of drama and relationship stuff. Kind of explore the female body knowing that the female mind was already engaged. Uh, You know what I mean?
0: So she became a template?
1: Kind of. But a beautiful one because she was great with it.
0: Yeah, which is great. Talk about divine intervention. Oh
1: man, perfect timing, you know. And so we used to have like... We used to have times where we would just get together and just for hours we would just... Make love yeah, for hours. I mean, I never made love for hours before, you know, but, um, and it was just, and it wasn't like bang, 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 bang for hours. I mean, it was like making love, you know, <laughs> like that's what we were doing, but that's what people think sometimes, you know? And so, yeah, I think that that was the first place where I thought, Now, I mean, it sounds crazy, but like I was reading about ways to do things and then trying them. -hmm. That night or the next day, you know. And again, it was only effective because now I know that her mind was there. She trusted me. She cared about me. She knew where my heart was and where my soul was. And the person she didn't have to. And the thing that was interesting is because we'd known each other in the past Mm -hmm. for so long. We didn't have to go through the process of learning about each other. You, so much. you
0: came in with the vulnerability already there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's like, that's. Yeah, battle, which
1: was yeah. pretty great. Yeah. And I would say, and when I write about her in the book, I mean, she was not only on the front end was she great, meaning that, like, she was accepting and willing and communi- communicated great and all that stuff, you You're know? Not
0: to say, but on the back end, she was
1: great. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> yeah. She did have a great body. But when we ended up breaking up, she was the most mature, like, I don't want to say easy, because it was hard, but like the most mature, um, positive out- breakup I've ever had, you yeah. know, like, you're moving, I live here. Yeah. This can't work, you know, mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> that, I, I learned so much from that alone. That that's possible even. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, That she was a strong enough single mother to say, I'm not going to grab my kids and move to where you're going. I can't do that. You know, it doesn't work like that. I really learned a lot from that too. Yeah. But I think that was the first step. That was the first step in like seeing somebody who was, rather than like meeting a bunch of chicks and hooking up with them and trying they're not working. you know. I was actually able for probably three or four months or five months or whatever to have a really deep, open, comfortable sexual relationship with somebody while i was really learning the mechanics of the female body yeah and she seemed perfectly willing to let me explore well
0: i think you bring up a good point too i think men and women both they get out of a relationship and they sometimes start these sort of power relationships where they just go jump from one person to the next person but they're still carrying themselves with them so whatever stuff they haven't dealt with it sounds like you were doing a lot of soul searching in between mm-hmm. your your relationships and so each time you were you were like the next level you. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people they don't bother with that stuff and they wonder why each relationship that they move forward crumbles kind of akin to the one before. Well, that's because you're still the same person. You've done no searching. Yeah. You've done no deep sea diving yeah. <laughs> into your own psyche, yeah. which is so necessary. You yeah, know? I mean, it's if the, you want to go to the next level, that is.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know what keeps people from doing that, but yeah, I mean, that's fear, the, fear. the point of the book is to say that with each relationship I had, this is kind of what I went into it knowing, and this is what I came out of it realizing. Mm. On top of that, you know. And so when I look at each different person, some of the things that I learned were purely physical. And some of them were much, much deeper than physical. Wait,
0: how do you mean? If if every woman is different, then how, What would you learn that was purely physical?
1: Um, I mean, there were definitely a couple of relationships that were short-lived that were just, there wasn't, I don't think that I gained anything emotionally from them. I see.
0: Okay. You know? That makes sense. Uh,
1: But I do think that I learned things physically about women that vary from what i had thought you know like on some level just their their willingness to be adventurous mm-hmm. you know people don't think women are sexually crazy and they really are you know they can be if they, they want to be their
0: partner they certainly are
1: yeah or even if they don't trust their partner yeah. they well, I guess can that's be true
0: too. yeah absolutely you know
1: so yeah. that I'd say that on that level, you know, there were a couple of... If they of had daddy
0: issues, they really are <laughs> <laughs> Right. And
1: I, I don't... And that's one thing I didn't really explore. I didn't explore kind of like deeper personal issues on the other side of somebody's right. life. I would certainly have been open to letting them come out if they needed to be. Because I think I create an environment <laughs> that says, hey, you know, anything that makes this better... Makes it better.
0: Right. Whether it's,
1: you just want to be held or you got to lay some shit on me right now about your past. Right. Whatever it may be that gets this to a better place, then I'm okay with that. Right. You know?
0: What do you think men's biggest misconception about women from your perspective? That they
1: don't like sex or that they do, they're they not horny. Mm. I think a lot of men don't realize women are horny as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're missing is, and in some cases I they think they're actually more Horny, than guys. But what they're missing is the process to getting there.
0: Yeah, I agree with
1: That's that. where yeah. they're lacking, you know. I really think that there's this notion that men need lots of sex and women don't, you know. And I don't know. I, I would hope that if, you know, and taking it to a religious place, I hope God's not cruel like that. <laughs> that it would make one species... Want it 70% of the time And the other one at 10 And somewhere in the middle There's this like
0: yeah. You know what I mean Yeah. Well I showed you videos of the Bonobo yeah, <laughs> Last right. time we hung out <laughs> But I think that's
1: a big misconception Is that men don't think that women want sex Yeah Or have the same drive you know? But
0: conversely I think once When a woman says to a man These things turn me on Whether she says it verbally Or with her body I still think that is being said. I think women speak with their body, no, perhaps no. more than with their mouths. Um, well, you know, verbally. Um, and if a man chooses to ignore that, then they're going to miss out on a lot. Because I think there are sweet spots on men and women that that's individualized to the man or the woman. And if you don't know what that sweet, or if you know and you don't use that to your advantage, for lack of a better word, then... That's not going to be helpful for
1: you. Yeah. And so I think the answer to that is, one, women can't assume that all men are tuned into them the same way that they would be hoping.
0: Right. Without telling them. Yeah.
1: I mean, at some point, you know, I mean, if you've ever been a teacher, there's going to be one kid in the class that you have to say, no, you actually have to open the door to go into the room. Yeah. Where everyone else you can say, okay, everybody come in. Yeah. You know, like... One person you gotta tell when they're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, open the jar of jelly. Right. You know, so boil water. Right. Whatever it may be. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that's, you know, the price of being associated with another human is that they don't have all the same skills as you. Sure. But they'll have one that complements a place where you're missing, so you gotta keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I would say, so to play devil's advocate on the man's side, If you're finding that they're not responding, maybe you have to say it. Yeah. And that takes a lot of the sexiness out of it. I get it. Totally. But then to defend the woman's side, once you've said it, it's kind of up to the guy to remember it. And then... certainly
0: would be helpful.
1: Even potentially develop it beyond what was said. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, I can't... I'm not writing a book yet about how guys do that, you know, except for maybe paying attention to, to what they're reading from their own partner, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, listening is a skill that doesn't just involve the ears either.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are – but those are tough things to teach and I don't know that even as humans we're teaching those things.
0: Right.
1: You know, we're a very visual society. So – and a very literal society. True. What do you mean by that? I'm
0: just kidding. Yeah.
1: We're not seeing it and hearing it, then we don't have time to be thinking it. You know what I mean? So, and that's, you know, I mean, being a musician, and honestly, I actually think being a jazz musician, as crazy as it sounds, has given me this weird foundation of kind of always being fluid on some level to responding to things that are coming at me because that's what you do when you play jazz. That makes sense. You know, you're constantly waiting for something to give you a reason to do something you weren't expecting, which is what I love about writing songs and being in the studio and sitting in that control room and hearing music come back at you and the things that happen. And to be brave enough to not have an agenda and yet know you're going to come out with something, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, so in the same sense... To know that when you're going into a relationship, you know, or whatever, it's like, there's a process that we don't know yet, you know, you're going to say something or do something or move a certain way or whatever, you know, and I think that there is a side of me just as me because of my upbringing as a guitar player who played jazz is kind of waiting to see, you mm, know, yeah. kind of waiting to see what you're going to do.
0: Well, and that's interesting as well, because I think in music, especially if you're doing free form like that. You have to get out of your mind, get out of your thoughts, get out of that and feel and start responding with something other, your soul or your heart or whatnot. And in sex, I think also it's the same thing, even though women are definitely, I think, more mental than men. And so, you know, we start making love three days before the guy even knows we're starting to make love or whatnot. So in that, in the minute you are in your head, let's say there's two people, they're naked, they're having sex, and the minute somebody starts thinking about oh, crap I forgot to pay the rent, or uh, you know something, once you're you're taken out of that and you're in your mind again, everything will stop.
1: Especially for a woman.
0: So that's the sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. for, uh, for a woman, yeah. Absolutely. The brakes can
1: go on real fast. Yeah. You know, I would Mama say... Men, I
0: guess, use that to their advantage. They're like, baseball, grandma,
1: kids. <laughs> trying anything for the breaks to go on. I mean, you know, that was a struggle when I was married. It was like, you know, counting down the whatever you would have to have in your head for... Now, the process of being able to experience an environment where the response was really positive, mm-hmm. I haven't had that. I haven't had that same struggle. You know, right. I'm probably for a number of reasons, but the most important one is that I didn't want this to end for them. Right. You know, so I found ways to not. big of you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was the fulfillment for me. Right. Was having that, you know, is was, was having that kind of response and not because it made me feel great, but it made me feel great because it made them feel great, you know, and only to touch back on the last thing, you know, we're talking about kind of getting out of your head and all that. The other thing you have to remember about jazz musicians is they're incredibly knowledgeable musicians with a foundation of information. So when they're getting out of their head and going for it, they're not going like, holy shit, I hope this works. Yeah. They're coming from a very solid place of years and years of practice and understanding. Right. So in the same sense, just physically, you know, like... It is fun to have a solid understanding, or at least what I think is a solid understanding, mm-hmm. but yet be able to be kind of free, mm-hmm. you know? And so if if this or that doesn't seem to have the response, there's lots of other things that could get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so so I guess mm-hmm. even going back to why don't people talk about it, I think they assume that they should know, you know? They're assuming that they should know these things. If their parents didn't tell them, then they should know them. You know, I've I said many times... If you're not telling your kids about sex, they're getting it from two places. One, porn. I guarantee it. I don't care if it's a 10-year-old girl or a 17-year-old boy. They're getting it from porn. Yeah. And two, lyrics and songs on the radio that you're listening to on the way to work. Whether it's walking side to side or skinny bitches or any of that shit. You think that they don't know what all those songs mean? And walking side to side means exactly what she said it meant because it was her song. So right. let's just be straight about that. Even like songs like 24 Magic," that's all about hooking up. Right. And not in what I would call a the stimulation of the mind that we're hoping young girls start to nurture. Right. You know, because that's the other thing that's gonna happen. I mean, are we almost I mean, I hadn't even never thought about this till right now, but are we changing the way that young girls' minds are finding stimulation
0: absolutely the answer is yes so i've dated some guys with young daughters young meaning you know 12 to 15 and their first of all their knowledge of sex on a I, i don't judge porn at all i don't have an issue with it other than if it's consenting adults i have an issue with young girls being in porn obviously or people who are abused who then turn to porn because they're it's that outlet or whatnot I keep saying whatnots. <laughs> this should be a drinking game. Every time I say whatnot, go ahead and take a drink. Um, but I it's, so when I was talking to one particular uh, kid of this guy I was dating, and I was like, "So what? What to you is first base?" And she's like, "Oh, blowjob." It's like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> So their concept of sexuality compared to what I, mine was as a kid, first base was kissing, right? Yeah. I think third base was they got to touch the boobs or something. I don't even remember <laughs> now. But, and it's weird because I remember doing some research about this. And they, they did a sort of a across-the-board survey of kids in junior high and wanted to know how many of them had seen porn. And it was like 95% yeah but they don't have any of the knowledge of what that means so for them they're just getting stimulated by this over the top sexual act whatever yeah. it is and that becomes their normal so when that becomes their normal then it's going to be awfully hard for them to to find you know a loving relationship or a supportive relationship or a, that's not to say so, you know, hard and fast ain't fun. But when you're an adult and understand what that means, so when you're you know 15, that's not that's not a good way to be reared up sexually. Yeah. By TV porn is not really that is not the way to teach your kids about porn. I and mean, you're right, they're watching it. They're absolutely watching it. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And I mean, it doesn't even we the mind may be altered because of social change and culture change, but the body isn't being. You know, so a female's body, even though the mind is the gateway, you know, the process in the body is still the same. Right. Nothing about the mind is changing the process of the body. So if...
0: But the mind's giving out chemicals when they're watching that, that, that's stimulating them. And if that's the chemical is that intense by watching porn, then when they have a regular sexual experience, guess what? None of those little light bulbs are going to go off in their head.
1: Yeah. Well, the brain I mean, that won't could react be. the same. It well, is. then the question is: then is the brain reacting positively to that, or is it not reacting to it at all?
0: Well, it's like saying, "Hey, you want to try drugs? Here's some heroin." Yeah. That's to me. That's like a yes, person who's never seen doesn't know anything about sex. A kid doesn't know anything about sex and immediately just starts watching a three way with a donkey or something. See, and I
1: think for the, for men, I think that, that that's not going to have the same overall negative effect. I guess my curiosity is.
0: You don't think that would set an expectation on a male as to what? Is-
1: uh, let me rephrase it. I think that it'll have a... I think that the outcome for the male at the end of the experience will be the same.
0: How, how do
1: you mean? I don't think they're going to have an issue with feeling like I had sex and it was like the thing I saw on TV and I had an orgasm and that was great. Mm. My question is, does a female have the same experience in that environment? Because I think that at that point, it's a purely physical thing. And I think that men can have a fulfilling sexual experience if it's purely physical. Mm -hmm. You know? I I mean, I think that's...
0: But you said, you thought women could too. And I agree. I think women can too.
1: I think they can. I don't think that it's... I don't think it's the same kind of fulfillment. If the premise of my whole book is that it starts in the mind, then I guess the question is does this new stimulation shift their mind to where that is fulfilling?
0: I suppose it's what is... You know, that I don't know. When you go into a sexual relationship with someone, I suppose it, it depends on what your plan is. Like, you meet somebody and you would think, oh, this person, I could marry this person. So then you're sort of going in it with one perspective. But if you yeah. meet somebody and you think... And you oh, just want I, to hook up. You just And even if it's a long-term hookup, but you're not thinking that far in advance or it just satisfies whatever that moment is... Yeah, so I, mean, I think yeah. men and women I both think, have
1: that No, I, I agree, but I think that the whatever that moment is I think is much less broad than for men than it is for women I yeah. think whatever that moment is means a lot of things
0: Well, so you spoke of the cosmic joke like If God gave all the sexual desire to men and very little to women That would be very cruel But at the same time, I think when women are 20, they think, oh I want to meet the man to marry yeah, right. and men think oh, I just want to get off and then guys <laughs> hit about 40 and they're like oh I want to meet a girl to get married and 40 year old women are like I just want to get off <laughs> I think that that is kind of what happens it is a very <laughs>
1: that'd be funny <laughs> and then, I mean, then
0: you get your JLo's, los and you, you know who date the 20 year old boys because they're like yeah it's pretty good
1: <laughs> right Right well, I mean yeah. We're only in
0: chapter one, Sean, what the heck? I know,
1: I guess you <laughs> get past the chapter one was about the girl from high school yes. whose name I won't mention mention. Because no. then it starts to tie me in. Yeah, I
0: know, it's all good. It's all um, good. So how do we move through the chapters? What what how did what is the arc of the story?
1: Yeah, um I don't know Not that yeah. it's a story, but you know yeah. what I mean, the,
0: I More think of a it's, manual, I guess.
1: It's about meeting the people and with each person, I think that I gained some emotional perspective and some physical perspective. You know, probably in all situations. So um, in the girl from high school, the physical perspective was just honestly the ability to have a a willing, open, you know, participant in a bunch of different kind of physical Sexual understandings of process, and I didn't really have to think a whole bunch about the mental stuff
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it was kind of there already. Yeah, you, know? you
0: already
1: knew Erin. Yeah, and there was like a there was kind of a weird joy in the fact that hey, here's this person I trust, and I'm attracted to him, and we have this thing, and we didn't even have to think about it. It was like it was simmering in the background for 20 years or whatever, you know, which made it even more exciting. So if you think you could start a sexual Process in three days (laughs) We started it You know 1980 whatever (laughs) You know what I mean Yeah In a weird way That's what it was It was like that moment Realized Yeah I guess Because I have this great picture Of her and I on my day of graduating from high school, and she's right there, and you know.
0: That's so funny. The
1: sad part is our hair was about the same length. About down the it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I'd like to see that Oh, picture. yeah, I should show
1: it to you. It's classic. you never seen me with long hair? No. Oh, yeah, I'll have to show it to you. Uh-huh. Um And then I, you know, and after that, I go into some of the other relationships I had, which, I mean, and not so much for effect, but I... I had one experience or one chapter where it's about a couple of different scenarios that kind of fall into one category that were purely physical. You know, crazy experiences and odd environments, I guess, which is more about the hooking up. But that reminds me that women are horny as hell.
0: You mean that classic question, where's the weirdest place you've ever had sex? Is that what that is about?
1: Not so much shopping? where's the It's not so much places. It's just unexpected... I just didn't expect that though, that women would pursue it like that Mm. as a need, as opposed to a result of, of an an appreciation of a relationship. Yeah. You know, like, um, some of it came out of like dating app stuff or whatever. And like, it's just, they were the aggressor. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't willing, but I realized that the need existed. Yeah, You know, the need existed in the high school relationship, but it came out of a sense of relationship. This was, I mean, it's not like these were one night stands, but they weren't relationships that lasted for very long. So I think that was physically in that one. That's when I realized, I think, there was lots of nuance to the process, you know, and lots of, some of it wasn't so nuanced. Some of it was just like, I mean, I remember thinking like, Is this explicit kind of thing Or is this a
0: You can say whatever you want
1: Yeah so You know there was this concept of like Your wife sometimes just wants to be fucked Yeah And I think a lot of married men Fall into one of two categories They either don't get that Or that's all they get I agree with you You know what I mean And I found Not just
0: wives Girlfriends and boyfriends You know all that Yeah relationships in general yeah Yeah
1: and I think that
0: Sometimes we want to just Go caveman We do Yeah It's not all the time
1: Yeah, and so that's the hard part for the guys. Even great
0: sex can get boring if it's done the same way every time. Yeah. That's an important thing. And
1: you know what, that, in a nutshell, if you had to say in, you know, like your 20-second elevator pitch, I think that that's it for women, you know, is that you can keep a woman engaged and interested as long as you're not, as long as you're making an effort to keep them engaged and interested. Yeah. I think that there's a level of appreciation, especially over time, that exists. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, okay, it wasn't perfect, but holy crap, I talked to my friends and he's trying, you know, and yeah. this is great. Sure. You know, so, I mean, that's in the marriage side. And the and the point of this all was to to identify that out of a, a loving, caring, you know, legal re- relationship, there was this realization that I wanted to come to terms with so so yeah so I get that experience of like wild and crazy and then I could probably have I had one experience of kind of literally crazy <laughs> which was I maybe only put that in there for the sake that everyone needs to know that some people are just and I'm not going to say women I'm going to say men and women are just not capable of handling a relationship on any level <laughs> you know what I mean and they those are the type of people you just want to step away from.
0: Yeah, but don't they say the crazy people are the best in
1: bed? Hmm, I don't. I I think a lot have of people this say experience.
0: that. Experience.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> and this particular one I, I wouldn't say it was best in bed, no. I wouldn't best say. Best in that. show? Best in
0: Best outfit.
1: <laughs> she was the f- best at my ability to understand how to block things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would learn the, the strategies of avoidance. Was she kind and,
0: uh, of a stalker?
1: I <laughs> just couldn't understand why I didn't really want to date. Mm. That was not something that she could come to terms with. And it actually, at one point, she said, I'll bet you $100 that you'll want to date me. And if after two dates, you don't want to go out with me anymore, I'll pay you $100. And at that point, I was like, um, we don't ever need to be talking again. Whoa. <laughs> That's so wild. Insanity. Did you
0: meet her on an app?
1: Uh, no, I don't want to talk about where I met her. Okay.
0: <Uh-oh. laughs> the plot thickens.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a... It, unfortunately, it was at a place church. much closer to home. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, oh, man. And I did meet, you know, the one of the places that I... A, a regular kind of, like, personality trait I found was women who now... See, at this point, when I'm starting, like, in the second half, I'm, I'm pretty tuned in to the physical capabilities of a woman's body at this point. And now I'm meeting women who by chapter 4ish, well,
0: you mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like they're on they didn't even know that this would happen. Yeah. You know? Now I knew the mechanics of their body better than they did.
0: Yeah, because a lot of women have no clue.
1: That I was interesting. I
0: absolutely agree with that.
1: You know? And so that was I mean, that was fun because, again, I hadn't lost my sense of the mind. I hadn't lost my sense of communication and trust and all that, you know? So we were able to be on equal lengths there. But my knowledge of their body was way more than they'd ever had.
0: Okay, so you're left handed. Does that change up things, do you think? I know that's a weird question, but I am curious.
1: I don't think it changed anything. No. No. And the thing, you know, the thing about it that, again, it was fun for me is that I, like, I dated this one girl and. Like we were having great sex and all that, you know, and she was definitely, she wasn't resistant, but she was, she was, she was uncomfortable with all the experiences that she was feeling, you know, and then I would start to hone in in areas that she never even knew. And so we discovered that like, she is highly erotically sensitive to her ear. Mm -hmm. And I read this in some article that like the ear, like the back of the knee That's and the leg here. Yeah, so I, I started it. like exploring yeah. some of that. And man, she lost it. Yeah, You know, who who would have known? No one's even thinking about it. But well,
0: I brought that up to you last time we talked. Is that I think... Men focus on Boobies! Right, right. Badge! Right. Yay! Let's just yeah, go to those yeah. places. And it's like, yeah, back of the knee, the back of the neck. There's, you know, and if a girl's like, oh, I don't really like that, then stop doing it for the love of God. She's not going to change her mind. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, you're not going to convince her. Yeah, because the, the spots that work really work.
0: They absolutely work.
1: And so that was really fun with her because... But
0: there's a whole body attached to the vagina body. and the boobs. Like, there's a whole system happening.
1: I'll tell you the way to do it is that, that with her... I, I uh, came up with this idea where I put all the parts in a hat. I like wrote them on a piece oh, of paper. Fun. And then I had this timer on my phone for three minutes, right? And so it played some kind of music that was good. But when the timer went off, it was like the most horrible, put the brakes on like, <laughs> right? So it would immediately shut it off. And I'm like, you can pick it out. Three minutes, that's all I do, is focus on that one spot. And then it's going to come to a screeching halt. So it was like, rev up. Oh, gone. Rev up. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, man. It was really fun.
0: I bet. Now, what about reciprocity? Because you're doing all this to your dates or your girlfriends or whatnot. Right. And then, did you ever come to a point where you're like, uh, hello?
1: <laughs> no, because Were again, they learning was,
0: from you, in other words? That's where I there? was
1: talking before. Like, I think that my... I think my goal has been for a long time is to, to get that to a place that I, that there's no denial that I'm in complete control of making sure this is great.
0: Yeah. By the way, ladies, if you're listening, (laughs) you can email Sean through Susan at (laughs) HeyHumanPodcast.com. I have a feeling you're going to get
1: a lot of... Yeah. Well, my goal is not (laughs) to sleep with a lot of women. It's to have them sleep with who they want to sleep with and have it be great. Yes. Doesn't which matter. I
0: think that is an important thing yes. to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you there's going to be yeah, well, going to be some letters
1: um and so the answer to your question is in in a weird way my fulfillment was that they were like I mean my fulfillment was they were shocked that their body was even capable of having this kind of experience Right. you know Response. like between the Jennifer, I could say the first name, it doesn't matter at this point. Between Jennifer, like Jennifer was somebody that I dated and she had not had that kind of experience, you know. She'd had people that she'd been in relationships with and you might have had okay sex, but she'd never had it like that, you know. And then there was Karen who was like, she was pretty adventurous, but she never had the vulnerability thing. And then once that opened up, it was like a whole nother world, you know? She didn't have any... She knew her mechanics mostly. What was resisting her, what was the resistance in her world was mind and just heart, you know? Mm -hmm. But physically, she knew her body. But man, once that peeled away, it was another thing. Yeah, yeah, and that was... Once I understood mechanics so well that that I didn't worry about that at all, then I could really focus in on listening the communicative part between body language and stuff like that because I wasn't worried about the mechanics I knew that like x y and z would probably end up with the result we wanted so I didn't worry about that anymore you know yeah. and that definitely happened later on so I mean from Jennifer to whoever came after Jennifer to Karen you know all that like I was never worried about did this woman have an orgasm
0: so if you could go back and tell your married Sean self Something about all of this What do you, what do you think it would have helped? Do you think it would have uh, been more
1: to- I, You know I think the marriage thing The place that we struggled was From both of our areas I, I think even if I had gone into I don't know that if I had gone into that marriage Right now The only thing that would be different Is that I could help her With the things that were holding her back better I don't know that if I if I could do that, but I could bring everything I'm bringing now. But I also know that, you know, she was having that struggle because of what she didn't know. Right. You know, so it doesn't matter how great I was going to be. Now, could I have come in and been knowledgeable and open and had that happen? I was pretty open in the marriage. Yeah. You know, so we could have, I was certainly a willing participant in discovering, exploring and talking. And I mean, I'd have gone to counseling. We wanted to go to a sex therapist. I'd have gone. Yeah. You know? Um, But that was not something that we had both decided we were going to do, you know? Right. So, I mean, if I I had one piece of advice for the younger Sean, I think I would... Because I was plenty open. I was plenty sensitive. I was plenty caring. I was plenty all that stuff. I think I'd go back to that, like, sometimes your wife just wants to be fucked. And I think I'd have been more adventurous. I think I might have been able to spark things that she was unaware of by just being more adventurous
0: i think that's why role playing uh helps in marriages or in any kind of long-term relationship because i think people do get rutted out and once they're in a rut i think the idea of being able to play another part opens up their world suddenly they're not them and if they can go that extra mile and be like oh Let's meet in a hotel and we've never met and I'll slip you my key and stay in character, you know, or whatever it is, the game we yeah. play. You know
1: I mean think about that's affairs, you know. I was even thinking the other day, like, you know, in a weird way, I thought about one topic could be, you know, if you want to or like kind of um adultery proof your marriage, then cheat. And what I mean by that is
0: Cheat with your wife. Yeah. I agree with you.
1: Treat your wife occasionally like something you're ha- someone you're having an affair with. And you know what? Pull her into the bathroom at the restaurant because you do it with someone you were having an affair with right you know you wouldn't even think twice about it
0: and i think too when it comes to affairs i think that men's they're not seeking love they're seeking being loved there's a difference you know and i think that that is there's an excitement and a ferocity that over time gets lost in relationships which is a shame but in that adventurousness and people are tired and they have children and all that kind of stuff but just like you schedule everything else you know you can schedule that and still have it be yeah adventurous and sexy you just have to work at it yeah I don't know it's what do I know I'm not married you know so yeah but
1: you know you know human beings and that's true I mean I think you do have to have it an, and and when you start to do anything Regularly, with some intention, you find ways to make it better.
0: And I think also men, men and women, there's a disconnect too. where if you, if, at least from the point of view of a woman, if you if you feel like the guy thinks that he can always get some, you stop being so interested. And when they stop even working at it, do you know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we're not a blow up doll. Yeah. So when you start treating us like a not you, Sean, but no, you no. the royal man, yeah. you and when you start treating women like a blow up doll, then they're gonna eventually just be like okay, just either get it over over with or stop touching me. <laughs> That's the response you're gonna get. And I think that, that response... And I've been in that relationship too, where the guy starts treating you like you're just a freaking blow up doll and you're yeah. like, uh You know, I have more than this and this. I have all these other things going on.
1: And see, that's the thing for me now. Like, you know, I've read these articles before that say, like, they'll do some survey of women. Would you rather have mind-blowing sex once a year or mediocre sex twice a week? And pretty much... Half the respondents are more sad rather a mind blowing sex once a year mm-hmm. than just nothing that's worth talking about. Yeah, because all you can
0: masturbate and you know call it a day.
1: And <laughs> yeah, so if if guys could find a way to bring a woman to that place, they would have mind blowing sex all, all the time. time.
0: And married people do have more sex than single people. Also, by the way, statistically speaking. Yeah, but,
1: that makes sense. I would hope so.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. How are you... Again, back to the arc of the yeah. book. So as you're moving through, Jennifer, Karen, wh- wh- coming to the other side, to the end, how, I mean, wh- what's the big payoff? We want people to read the book, so we're not going to give up away the big payoff, but what's kind of the... Yeah, I
1: don't know if i even figured out what the big payoff is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'll probably get there. Like a good song, you know? I might know the hook, but I don't know the bridge, which takes us to the big payoff. Right. <laughs> But I'll get there once because the rest of the song will create it. Um, I mean, I can only speak from what the motivation was, you know. And so the payoff is, I guess, whatever the end of that motivation is. And that motivation is twofold. One is to actually say, if at the very least, from the male perspective, these are the things that you may not realize physically about a woman... Read them, you know, like things like, you know, consistent pressure on the clitoris is very important because right about the moment where it's starting to work and you change it, you've just screwed yourself, you know, so no, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> or you may be screwing yourself later. <laughs> yeah,
1: These kind of things are, you know, like when you're in the window of opportunity for them, you don't. Mix it up. Yeah. Don't change it. You know. I know they do that in TV because that's what you've been watching. But that's the problem. Yeah. You know. Or like I said, the thing with the hand right above the whatever. Like these are things that are just physical. Well, they don't
0: know cause that we had that conversation. Realities. So he's talking about when you put pressure um, on yeah, the like, pelvic bone, sort of right above the mounds of a woman. It's very sensitive. Helps a lot. Good tip.
1: Yeah. So just to press yeah. down on that. I mean, it's there's not too many. Of the women that even know that that's a reality, very few have experienced someone else knowing it. Right. You know, I can tell that for a fact. I agree. They're like, holy cow, I didn't even realize that that would be something, you know. So those kind of things. And some of those I've read about, you know, and even the ear and all these other body parts. And then on the other side is, okay, so you've read this part about, you know, the physical side. But now what I'm hoping is that there's... It opens dialogue. So my, I guess my goal in the book is that I want women to read the stories about the process of how women's minds inspired a man to change. And I want men to, at the very least, understand the physical nature. And if the combination of the two creates dialogue, then it's it's great. Yeah, That's the goal. You know, like, hey, I didn't realize I could do this. And... She says, oh, yeah, you know, in the end of that story when he was talking about the whatever, whatever, you know. And so I'm hoping if if just communication about it starts, if two couples, if two people that are in a relationship start to speak about the man saying physical things like I didn't realize that I shouldn't do that on the this or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, it was really sweet or, you know, when he did this thing. Just those conversations to open up that dialogue. So I try and create more of a story for the female reader and more of a tutorial for her significant other to say, hey, check this out.
0: But it, it sounds like it could be a book they could read together as well.
1: That's my hope. Yeah. Because you know what? In the end, there's no, there's nothing gained if it's, they're not doing it together. Because then it's just The Bachelor. Then I'm just writing The Bachelor. Then
0: it's just masturbation. <laughs>
1: kind of. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just The Bachelor, and that that would defeat the entire purpose of what I'm trying to do, which is why in this thing, I write the whole story about me and experiencing women from my perspective of how beautiful it is to see these women and the way they teach me and I teach them and that. But in the end, I'm like, okay, have your man read these two paragraphs. So this is what happened with me in here, and this is what I did, and I'm not going to flower it up. you know. Now, some guys may want to read the story even better, but at the very least I can say in fact in the very first chapter I say something like your woman wants sex and then I say say it out loud with me my woman wants sex so that they hear this in their head and now now go up to your significant other and say is everything cool in bed just go ask that you know at the very least after you've read these two paragraphs and she's read this entire chapter go ask her hey you know is there anything you'd like me to do differently
0: and what That the response is an honest response, but again, it's gonna. I feel like it will take a little bit of asking, you know. It's sort of like, Can I have that cookie? No, can I have that cookie? Yeah, right, right. You can't just okay, you can't be so (laughs)
1: deflated with the first,
0: right? It's gonna be negative response or no response, or yeah, of course, it's fine. But I mean, I think on a gut level, people already know the answer that they're. Asking the question. I mean, you know?
1: Of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think people, they wouldn't be reading the book and most people are reading the... I think a lot of people read kind of self-help things because they already realize that they're in this place and they just want like validation that someone else understands it and has gone through it too. And okay, I can do it. Well,
0: I think that's the beauty of it too is that you have gone through it. Yeah. You've been on either side of the coin. So... There, you've had
1: your. I mean, I have been in a relationship that was legal and religious and legitimate and not had sex for long periods of time and not talked about it. And in fact, having sex would be more awkward at that point than not having sex yeah. because now you're establishing the fact that it's been so long, you know what I mean? I do. And I mean, we're it's not like we're you know, two awkward, socially weird people. You know what I mean? You're not Who had some kind of weird physical trait that would make it difficult to even right. fathom doing it? Sure. You know, so yeah, so you just can't judge that by anything. But so uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the-
0: Sean's ex-wife is actually a llama. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to read this book. I I can't wait. We don't know what it's called yet, but.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be called.
0: But when, once it comes out, I'll have you on again and we'll talk again. And we'll, cool. But I just think it was such a... We started talking about this the other day and I thought, man, this would be such a great thing to have on the podcast because sexuality is is such this weird thing people people don't want to talk about or they talk about it really loudly without much ado, you know? Yeah. It doesn't really get anywhere. It's not for any yeah. other purpose than just for the titillation, pardon the pun, of, of talking about it loudly. Yeah. But so it's cool when, especially from a guy going, hey, this has been my experience. It wasn't great. And, and now it can be great. Because so many people are going to be like, hey, that's me.
1: Yeah, and that's what I hope. Because I think that. Because I've wanted, talked to people yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: bravado takes over for men and women. I mean, I've had female friends that have, you know, gone. oh, yeah, it's, everything is so great, Everything's so wonderful, and then a little down the pike, they're like, oh, man, it's it's not good. And you say, well, I thought it was... It's like that girl I was in college with yeah. screaming at the top of her lungs for no good reason other than to scream. The pageantry of sex gets in the way of what sort of... the whole purpose of coming together with someone, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it the root of it all is just communicating and sometimes communication feels awkward or it feels like it shouldn't have to be communicated or all that stuff, you know? And so that's why I have this theory that, you know, when they say women are complicated and men aren't complicated, but actually I think that women are very simple in love and they're very complicated in sex Hmm, and men are very complicated in love and very simple in sex. Women want like three things, and they're in love. And if they have those three things, what do you, they, they're what do you think those
0: are? I'm curious. I mean, I, think, I don't even know what those are. So.
1: My experience has been they want they want to know that there is that they're first in 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 a way that makes sense. You know, like you're not dropping everything always, but you know, and that they that you kind of always. Have their back in sure. in the relationship.
0: You, know, you can be
1: counted on and trusted to. Yeah. No matter what I'm doing, if I'm losing my shit or whatever, I can trust on you to not be in the other party.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: we can argue later, but right now I need you to just be my man. Yeah, you know. Sure. And when you have like that trust and that appreciation, I think they're very content. Now, when sex are very complicated. Men, on the other hand. Sex is, like, obvious, you know, like, rub here, n- nudge there, <laughs> pull here, we're good. But in love, men are always evaluating, like, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I am I being the thing I should be? All these things, you know, like... and I, I mean, I can't speak for myself, but I can speak for myself based on seeing other people, too, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think men are very complicated in love. I think they wrestle with the... The social structure of where they are versus where other men are, especially when they're in love as provider and, you know, and all yeah. those kind of things.
0: Well, I think, too, men see things um, that would be important to women as not as important to them. They, like, it doesn't even register. And for women, things that they hold sacred about their private life or what they're feeling or their thoughts, you know, is, it's a very sacred thing for a woman. Yeah. You know, and when, if a guy's at a party, he's like, oh, my wife is just saying, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Right. And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, I've been in those situations yeah. where you look at your significant other and you are like, oh, well, we get home. There will be a knife in your front and in your back. I can't believe you just said right. like that. You know.
1: I don't know that I've had those struggles, but I have seen those struggles and I know people who probably have them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's just a a sense of oblivion. To do what's appropriate, maybe, but I know what yeah. you mean.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so yeah, I don't know if I get the big payoff, but the you know the the inspiration of it is just coming from an honest place. Of it's not about talking to twenty three year olds who are trying to hook up and you should do this. It's about married couples or long term couples who.
0: Right, Even people the people that are term. seeking, people yeah. that may be seeking
1: that. That have found themselves in what is legitimate struggle,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and I think a lot of people are there because I've talked to a lot of them, you know, yeah. and part of it is just the physical, like, you know, dude, it's speaking to a guy, you know, this, 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 and this are what you need to do, you know, not all this other crap, and on the other side, it's like... And then, before you do this, 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 and this, understand that like there's a gateway there, and it's actually a really great one.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: a lot more simple than you would imagine if you just would pay attention to it.
0: Well, yeah, paying attention. But, half I mean. The battle. For both, I think for both sexes, paying attention is half the battle. Yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's my hope by doing it, you know. And, and when I tell people, talk about it and whatever, a lot of people have said. You know, man, you should just because of where you're coming from and what you're saying. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people would understand it and hope to gain something from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, well, mean, I don't know. I hope am excited to read it. it. And when it's finished and you're on your book tour, you, you'll have to come
1: back. <laughs> a book tour would be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I would like. Then I would take my theory and throw it out the window because I'd have this bus, and it would be like. Girls Gone Wild or something and I'm like oh yeah all that shit I wrote in the book is BS man woo no
0: I, I picture you in a tweed coat with the yeah, patches right. on it with like a pipe and glasses You're like i let's
1: then. talk about sex
0: <laughs> thank you for being on Hey Human it's Sean